Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 122. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jack Party. Hey! Hatteris. Jack Park Candy Dope Man. Woo! That's right. I'm in the house. It's your boy. I was created by artificial intelligence to be the co-host on this episode of Comic Book Junto. And look, I feel like a real boy. Good to be alive. That's right. If uh, uh, the new Chucky movie could do the AI thing, I feel like mm, the next Pinocchio mm. will do that as well. All right, let's leave Pinocchio alone. Uh, you know? Okay. You remember the movie but AI? Haley Joel Osment as Pinocchio, basically. They're rebooting everything. They're rebooting so, everything. So Beyonce does the voice of Pinocchio. Wow. Yeah. Billy Eichner is the cricket, you know? <laughs> Billy Eichner Seth is the Seth Rogen cricket. is the one with the donkey ears. He's the one. The that one. would be Pinocchio, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> the other kid. Oh, okay. I don't I don't remember the other kid's name from Pinocchio. The I haven't one, seen Pinocchio one, in a the, long time. The one with the ears. The one with the ears. You know why I haven't seen Pinocchio in a long time? Why is that? It's because I canceled my Disney Plus. Why? Uh, why on, do this? <laughs> what is on there? I'm done watching Mandalorian. Now what? Mandem is off, so now you just you forgot where you came from? Now what? What what am I actually going to watch on a regular I don't have kids. DuckTales. I've seen Avatar every night since I subscribed. One a night. It's good for your health. Okay. And uh so, how many times can you watch bed knobs and broomsticks? First of all, I don't even know what that means. I appreciate oh, it. Check it out. Speak to check me out Disney Plus. Totally okay. worth the subscription. Speak to me like you respect me as a person. Yeah. I don't need to go on this riff right now. I'm happy to be back. I feel like I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of things I want to talk about. You got a lot about. of stuff on your heart. I have a lot of stuff on my heart, on my mind. We started yeah. out with Jack Party can can a can a dope man. Yeah. yeah Before yeah, yeah. we started this podcast today, Internet. Adam was playing in the background. Yeah. Something soft, something light. It something sounded to good. Get you in the mood. Yeah. To pod. Uh huh. Something that sounded very Travis Scott esque. That's right. I felt like, oh, maybe this is like, you know, a little test that Travis did or, you know, something from the back in the day. Almost. Adam <laughs> told me what it was. Yeah. He said, it's a deep fake. That's right. And then he proceeds to explain, Adam, please bring the rest of the community in. I discovered this. About. I discovered this just tonight, mm -hmm. thanks to a friend of mine. Uh, the song is called Jack Park Canny Dope Man. Okay. If that sounds like a string of words that do not belong with one another, that's correct. And this was created by a digital agency, Space 150. Hold, is on, in, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you didn't uh -huh. tell me that. Yeah, that's Area right. 51 made this? That's right. Space 150. Turns out they have a whole PR department, the whole thing. And it is an AI-generated song uh, that is meant to sound like Travis Scott. So it is is an AI-generated song. All of the lyrics, the beat, the, the, the song itself, AI, just created by a program. And uh, the artist that it is attributed to is fake because they tried to make it sound like Travis Scott. It's almost there. And uh, they called the artist Travis Bott. You Oof. see, Travis Bott. Oof. So Jack Park Candy Dope Man is the new, this is the hit for the winter. Probably going to take, this is going to do like a Lizzo thing where, you know, The Truth Hurts is very popular this year, even though that song came out in 2016. Listen to this. Huh? Oh, 
pop some Seuss on, uh, and then you say a freeze? Yeah. We getting brothers, I ain't talking about my place. <laughs> what? Yeah. We getting brothers, That's I ain't right. talking about my place? You got the scream, mamacita. I can space. What? I'm the best park stance special space. <laughs> That's right. AI so, generated. So what you're saying is... I feel like they... they the they beat. Almost hit the, the mark. The lyrics. Yeah. I'm not sure if the the actual audio, like the voice performance is AI or if that was a dude. It sounds close to, but not, it's definitely not Travis, but it sounds close to. I know you to. talking trippy That's right. on my blade. You know you could hear that in Amigo song. I just want you first lane. Yeah. I'm back to the shit. It feel my pain. She got the crew on top of my chain. It's lit. Yeah. Wasted in the streets. Like a pain, straight uh -huh. up. You see the diamonds in the light of the chain. <laughs> they say, "I'm not gonna go, not gonna read that line." Okay. <laughs> the sky. Yeah, it just starts getting crazy. Yeah, it just it gets worse and worse. <laughs> the longer you go in there, I knew you put a flame. Put that lack in the man. What? <laughs> she says she got a Jack Park candy dope man. What? It, this verse, he rhymes man <laughs> with man four times. I ain't got the surfers because I know I'm not that hard. I don't. But you I got what? all my old bitches mad by the bars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking at the Grammys in the family. I got stars. Yo, it's crazy because it's not unbelievable not to think all. that this is a real song. Yeah. It's not too far-fetched. Yeah. Especially hey. with mumble rap, you know, where you can't really understand the lyrics to begin with. I think to some degree, I was listening to this and and I could I could listen to this. I, I really could. I could put it on and just kind of vibe out, not even think about the lyrics. How what do is, you what does Frank Ocean say? He says, When you're happy, you hear the beat. When you're sad, you understand the lyrics. I think is a quote from Frank Ocean. Hmm. If I'm happy and I'm listening to the song, <laughs> I would just never even think about it. What do you think? about artificial intelligence making music <laughs> that you, if you weren't told otherwise, would be like, oh, solid. Uh, Next thing you know, mm. there's no need for us to podcast. The bots mm. are doing it. Yeah. Botcast. What do I think? Ooh. I, I would love to hear a, a, no. a comic book podcast. No. Yeah. Personally, I would. Uh, you know, on days when I'm not feeling up to it, I would just send him my, my AI. To have a conversation with you. Oh, fight you. And it would be programmed by all the things that is learned from me. So you would say... Do you think that's possible? Adam Bot, uh, we read this story. What do you think of this? And he would say, man thing, Sailor Moon. And you're like, all right, Adam, that's not really... Man thing, <laughs> Sailor Moon. <laughs> right. Adam, that's not what I asked you. I was your grave, pimp, and granny on the sneeze. <laughs> that's what... Adam Bot would say. Wow. Yeah. Uh I, I don't know. It it unnerves me. I should point out, I just learned that this came out last year. November twenty nineteen. Well, you know, it just made uh, I didn't way. know. Yeah. But I mean AI and all that kind of stuff is real. Like we've been watching movies about it, reading comic books about it. Indeed. But automation and stuff is a real thing that is is Coming down the pipe. Have you watched any of Carol and Tuesday on Netflix, the anime? No. Carol and Tuesday is the latest anime from Shinjiro Watanabe. Uh, he made Cowboy Bebop, my uh -huh. absolute favorite. Uh -huh. And uh, he makes a lot of anime that involves music. Okay. Music is a critical piece of his, his anime. And uh, Carol and Tuesday, this is basically the plot of Carol and Tuesday. 
It's these two earnest song singer songwriters. They're making music together. They're trying to do their thing, mm-hmm. singing from the heart, right? And they're up against a world in which all of the hits are written by AI. That's real. That's the plot. Really? Yeah, that's the plot. Wow. Of the of the show, and it's uh, it's an okay show. It's not my favorite. I love Shinjiro Watanabe, but it, it, you know it's all right. I think it's a little on the nose. Does it scare but, uh, you at all? The reality of it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it in as much as music could be, it could be anything. It could be a news story. It could be a book. It could be anything. Like I don't know who made this. If it was made by a real person, you know, if if they can make music, if they can sound like Travis Bott, then they could sound like a Twitter account, right? Oh yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think uh, this this very situation is what put 45 in 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 office mm. back in 2016 so yeah it scares me Dunn scared me does mm. it scare you um are you buying the first ai released album it depends on if it's good or not chance the robot <laughs> <laughs> if chance the robot came out and he ah. was <laughs> chance the robot what is chance the robot's album about what his wife <laughs> it's about his uh it's, so it's basically the story of vision mm-hmm. uh written oh by chance the Ro- yeah 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 so we, robot so, singing about uh getting married on 65th and ingleside and uh how wow. he's blessed and you know yeah uh hot shower yeah and how he wants to stay away from it so it doesn't you know, <laughs> right mess up his shoes. can't take a hot shower right yeah so it doesn't mess up his whole circuit board situation i'm saying would you buy that album it's if it's good, yeah. I mean, because that's what like the thing about AI and the whole thing about automation, the whole thing about that taking jobs. Yeah, it's going to take certain jobs. Mm-hmm. And there's a saying that my my grandfather used to say is he'd say, "As any fool can plainly see," and that is his way of saying, "Yeah, this is obvious." Yeah. So. Basically, he's going, it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot of effort. Like, this is basic. And I've kind of taken that and built it in in the whole concept of any fool and applied mm-hmm. that to different things in life. Mm-hmm. So there's some jobs that any fool could do. Uh-huh. You know? There's some things that a robot could do. Uh-huh. And if you think about it, there's already a lot of things that robots could do. Sure, certainly. That we benefit from. Like a vending machine. Uh-huh. There could be a stand with a person who's physically standing there, who is, you know, taking something out and handing it to you and doing an exchange. Or you could go to the vending machine. Sure. Or you could go to the soda machine. You know, you could actually pay somebody and walk up and physically put money into the meter, or you could use the app and you could pay it through the app. Like there's all kinds of stuff that's automated that are making our life easier right now. No doubt. Vending you machine, know, as someone who tends to a vending machine in my office mm-hmm. still requires human intervention right on occasion right but so there is that. a certain point where i do think the any fool jobs jobs that any fool could do they're gonna go yeah a robot could do it too so of course that uh, that frees us up there's there's a positive way to look at it and there's a negative way to look at it yeah positive way is yeah this is gonna free people up to focus on things that are more important sure like you really don't need to worry about like i mean it's a it's a silly analogy but you got skateboard turns into scooter scooter turns into bike bike turns into motorcycle motorcycle turns into you know what i'm saying Uh like do you want to pedal your bike or do you want this machine to propel you forward Uh uh-huh but then there's other things that are like i thought you were describing an extremely complex transformer 
First, he starts as a skateboard. <laughs> then he turns into a scooter. No, and I was talking about the, progress, <laughs> the progression of like, one is right. very physical. Right, like, right I have right. to physically propel myself forward. Yes. And then there's other things like, the, I don't want to physically propel myself forward. I want yeah. a machine to do it for me so that I can focus on other things. That's right. But when it gets to the point where it starts, there is going to be that point, that tipping point where it's going to go, oh, well, what, what do I do? I think the big question is, can artificially... Artificial intelligence create art. That right. That's the question. question and then is, we start. Art then? then we start asking. Well, what is art? And and what would it require to make art in that way? And uh, I think that will be an interesting question that you and I will live to experience. We'll, I, we'll I, live long enough to actually experience. It. I mean, to I, I I will say I bet if we sat in on certain pop stars or just the music industry at large yeah. and the way that they create hits, right. we would probably already say robots are making Basically, music. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, that's what it means to be a pop star at a certain point. Yeah, you need to understand. That's what it means to make movies at a certain right, point. Right. Like, we see that all the time where even the Oscars, I guess we can transition to, into the Oscars from we should. here. Like, even with the Oscars, every year they talk about how there's loads and loads and loads of movies that aren't even in the Oscars. Yeah. And there are some movies that do function like a machine. Yeah. Like there is a get down or lay down mentality. Like you're going to do this this way because we have a machine. We have our favorite producers. We have our DPs. Yeah. We have our wardrobe. You know, we like we have a way we do things. Yeah. And we need you to come be a part of this system, you know, and there's other places that are like, hey, man, what do you want to do? Yeah. And I think that that's interesting because transitioning into the Oscars, one of the things that happens every year is there these select few movies that are highlighted, mm -hmm. and then there's all these other movies that seem to be beloved by millions and millions of people that aren't even mentioned. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So like, there are there are a lot what of is films. A good movie? There are a lot of films that I loved very much that absolutely were omitted from the Oscars. Yes. It, it did the same for you. Absolutely. What was missing? Waves. Wait, oh shit! I haven't even seen Waves. Waves, and uh, you know this is the this is the one reason why I would say the Oscars are valuable is because the exposure, they are blasted. Even the nominations, they're just blasted in front of an entire group of people mm -hmm. as something worth something, right? And uh, that means that I, I will go and find those Oscar nominated features and watch them. If I haven't heard of them before, then I'll go watch them. I can't tell you how many people the day after the Oscars aired. I heard say, well, I guess I got to see Parasite. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you should have. Absolutely. But that's 100% what, what the Oscars do. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, because, well, let me just answer that question. Some movies that I thought were dope that were completely omitted. Yeah. Waves, Uncut Gems. Yeah. Knives Out. Yes. Um, <clears throat> those are, and what else? Because I have my, my list here. Waves, uh, waves, Uncut Gems, Knives Out. Um, the farewell. Yes, agreed. Um, Dolomite is my name. Those are some of the movies that were really, really good to me. And I mean, yeah. there are some movies that are super duper popular. Yep. And it's like, who's deciding what a good movie is again? Like a small group of people, secret council. Yeah, know? secret yeah. society. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, sad to see that The Farewell wasn't really up for anything. Right. Uh, that was a bummer. I, I don't know about you. I loved the movie The Lighthouse. I haven't seen that. I wanted The Lighthouse to take cinematography, but I, I understand why it went to 1917, and I cannot argue that. 
because 1917 was a technical marvel. Let's talk about some Ooh. of these movies since you, since you brought 1917. Again, internet spoilers for these Oscar movies because I think yeah. we pretty much, the, you and I have seen, all, I think we've seen all of them. Most, yeah. And if, so if you haven't seen them, we're going to talk about them in order to talk about the Oscars. So, mm-hmm. three, two, one. Spoilers. <clears throat> it's your fault. That's right. Uh, I, I want to start backwards just to acknowledge one of the most momentous aspects of the Oscars, which is uh-huh. Parasite. Yes. Parasite and Bong Joon-ho uh, collected four awards. Yes. Huge. Foreign film. Uh-huh. Director. In, which is now referred to as international. Excuse international me. International, international film. film. Yep. D- best director. That's right. Um, original screenplay. Original screenplay and best, best, picture. best picture. Yeah. That's a sweep. That's a sweep, indeed. And uh, I he got everything that could be gotten. I loved Parasite, and I really love Bong Joon-ho as a uh, a director. I've been a big fan of his work. I've been telling people to watch this movie. Yeah. And you know what's so interesting? Subtitles are a real blocker for some people. Understood. They're yeah. just like, ah, I don't know. And I'm just like, yeah, this is a really good movie. It's just like, yeah, but I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, uh, some people just can't deal. And I mean, I understand if if part of the experience is turning your brain off, sitting back, relaxing, yeah. Yeah. you don't want to be reading a book and focusing. I understand. Now more than ever, it's probably difficult for people to focus. We have every notification on our phone to blame. Right. Uh, but, you know, Bong Joon-ho, I love his attitude toward it where he says, you know, Americans have a really hard time getting over those like... The bottom part of the screen. Yeah. But it's so much of the world opens up if you yeah. can. Yeah. And that's true. You can watch any language and you read it in English. Uh, I loved Parasite very much. I did not expect it to take Best Picture. My understand, my thought process was it would probably win uh, like screenplay or something. Yes. And then they would say, all right, we got that one out of the way. Right. We, we, have, we have acknowledged you. Yep. Now on to 1917. So I was very, very surprised and thrilled. Yes. Really excited. Yes, because out of that list that they picked, I legitimately had Parasite as being my pick. Yeah. For best picture. Incredible picture. Yeah, just an amazing movie. Absolutely worth the hype. Um, I, I do wonder, when people talk about Parasite, sometimes people talk about I'm putting this in air quotes. Okay. The twist. And I don't think... Spoilers, internet. Listen. I just want to say this out loud. If you ain't seen, the, if you ain't seen Parasite yet, I'm telling you, we're, we're gonna, fast forward. We're going to inch into a conversation about this film. I, I, wanna, I just want to say, I don't think that's the best way to discuss the film. It's not like an M. Night Shyamalan, no. the twist. No. And if folks expect that and then don't get that, I think that will be... A a, uh, uh, a misfire. Like expectations were were not correct. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's an outstanding picture. I really enjoyed it a lot. I think it is universally important right now in Korea, in the United States, in Britain, anywhere where we are talking about class warfare and people struggling and having the dream and the ambition for prosperity. Right. You know all of that stuff. It just seems so resonant right now. What a movie. And you know what I love more than anything else is the way that it plays between so many different genres. It's it it, it doesn't even bother with genres. Yeah. It's a heist movie. It's a comedy. It's yeah. very dramatic. It's it's kind scary. of a horror movie. Yeah. It just kind of dances between those things. And I think it's one of the things that I love about Jordan Peele's career right now hmm. is he's not afraid of 
spending time in a lot of different emotions. Right. Because the world is made like up of that. a lot spending of different emotions. Spending time in a lot of different emotions. You know? I'm not going like, this is this genre of movie, so yeah. we're going to shut off this particular set of emotions. Right. I don't know how much of that is a product of American movie market, but I think in America, we want to be... We, we are packaged and sold and consuming one specific thing. And if it was like... Well, wait, that wasn't funny. It was supposed to be a comedy. Or that wasn't scary. It's supposed to be a horror. We, we, we need things to stay in their lane, I guess. Yeah. And so for some, maybe Parasite will be confusing because it changes moods. But I, I, I don't know how much is, of that is Bong Joon-ho, the, the writer-director, and how much is just, you know, frankly, other cultures' interpretation of art and mm. film. Mm. Great movie. Thrilled to see it sweep. Four awards. That's incredible. Uh, right now, Bong Joon-ho is on par with Walt Disney for the amount of Oscars. In one shot? In one shot. Go ahead, Bong. Good on you, man. Listen, uh, best picture, there was 1917, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women. Mm -hmm. I saw Little Women. Oh, what'd you think? Surprisingly better than I expected it to be. I have heard that from a lot of men. There is nothing I remember about watching Little Women as a kid, not interested no. I I haven't seen a trailer for it. I just saw the poster and I'm just like white women in old-timey flowy dresses. That's right. There's nothing here for me. Yeah. Like, this just doesn't seem in any way, shape, or form like anything I should want to look at. Yeah. You know? But nominated. I wanted to know everything. So I saw it and I saw it and I found myself invested mm. and caring and like fussing at the at the movie because I was I was in there literally me and Ken and I were the only people in the theater yeah an entire theater <laughs> you know yeah so we're in here watching this movie and I'm literally because you know it's like being at home yeah. it's gigantic so we're I'm talking to the screen in a way that I wouldn't normally right you know as the movie is coming to like its climax I'm going no. You bet. You know what I'm saying? Like it's there's a lot. There's a lot in this movie that's yeah. making me go, man. I care about this. That's nice to hear. You know, Greta Gerwig being a part of that. She she made the movie uh, Lady Bird, which I know we've talked uh, yes. uh, some about. Didn't get didn't get Lady Bird like everybody else. Did. Sure, and but I, this one I feel more than Lady Bird. I feel like uh, her ability to take this movie that has this story that has existed for a long time and has been told and retold, like she has an ability to make it more personal and relevant. And uh, my understanding is the performances are excellent. Excellent. And uh, Florence Pugh, she, I just think she's a she's a monster. From Midsommar. Yeah, I, I that right? was is one. That her? Mid, that's her. That's yeah. her. Uh, I think she's a monster. She's incredible. And I I wanted to see Midsommar receive accolades for maybe costume design. Just you know, just based on the colors and the visuals and the aesthetic of that aesthetic film alone. Wise, Amazing. I mean, you had Janelle Monet. wise what the hell happened? <laughs> you had Janelle Monet start the Oscars by performing a number dressed as the May Queen. You know the yeah. uh, uh, the the uh, character that Florence Pugh becomes in, yeah. in the film, and but it's still you know kind of snubbed. It kept it, they I used the aesthetic. I, I'm gonna say I'll say this: Midsommar, like I said, visually cool. As far as a movie, I don't really buy it. Uh huh. I'm not really sold on what I saw. Uh huh. It was kind of just like, what is this? <laughs> and even at the end, I'm still kind of going, what is this? Yeah, I know I we just watched. I know we had a long conversation about that. It it was, uh, it was such an arresting experience 
watching that film that I have, whether I want to or not, have not been able to get it out of my brain. So that means to for this me, day, that means for me, it, it became a moment of 2019. It was, I, I, I regard it highly. I yes. liked it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, when we're talking about the Oscars, we're talking about deconstructing the film altogether. You didn't like the narrative? Well, you know, what are the other pieces that right, really right. worked? So I wanted to see that win. I wanted The Lighthouse to win for cinematography. Mm. But, um, man, The Who Lighthouse is cool. That was 1917. I see that. The, which, tra the tracking shot. Obviously. And it, again, cannot possibly argue that. Logic, I watched 1917 and I was blown away by the technical feat like yes. ah, I know. I mean, obviously, I understand. There's yeah. some magic tricks happening here. It's yeah. not one shot. Yeah, it can't be like that. But how did you do this? I was so. Let me tell you, with 1917, I saw it. Dope. Thing is, it's a pretty simple story. Very. It's like uh, it's Mad Max Fury Road. It's not it's a lot to it. A to B. Visually amazing. But what's actually happening? It's not really a lot happening, uh -huh. you know? It's not like... So it's more so like taking you on the journey, the experiential journey. And as far as rewatchability, I don't think it's particularly rewatchable. Oh, okay. Because there are things that happen in the movie that you're like, holy crap. Like, you know what I mean? Stuff happens in the oh, whole... Because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Now, since it is a tracking shot, since it is all in time, since you're literally over the shoulder of someone as you're walking next to them or behind them or in front of them... Yeah. You know what's going to happen next. Sure. So yeah. the whole time, nothing's going to be a you surprise. Think that, ten again. that tension uh, subsides. Yeah, because that's a part of the that's a part of the movie. The whole part of the movie is just you just like spoilers for 1917 Internet. You know the part where the plane is coming. Mm -hmm. There's a point when you're watching, you're going like, oh, 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 oh hey, 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 oh, 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 like yeah. and you because the way they shot it, you can't tell where it is yeah so you're experiencing it in the moment whereas yeah. now you're going oh here comes the part sure you know there, there's there's something that i like a lot about 1917 that i don't think I, I can't tell if this was intentional i don't even know if this is a real aspect but i see it mm -hmm. and i enjoyed it this movie was cobbled together by sam mendez the, the person who, who made this movie wrote and directed it was cobbled together by memories of stories that Sam Mendes' grandfather told him mm. about being in the war, mm. right? And that's interesting because what happens in 1917, often between these two characters, a lot of stuff just physics sort of go out the window at some time. Not like Fast and the Furious, but some like wild shit. We need to just talk about Fast and the Furious. We will absolutely today. talk about Fast and the Furious. Let's put that on the we'll list. We'll put a pin in it. Uh, so some wild shit, you know, like that, the plane scene yeah. and the bunkers that, that blow up and they have right. to run out of. Yeah. And I mean, like truly harrowing stuff that happened in a span of several hours to two characters. And, you know, for the most part, I'm not going to say anything more. For the most part, they make it through. Mm -hmm. And there's an aspect of that that I think, I can't tell if this is intentional. I think this movie was sort of capturing a, the tall tale of mm. having your grandfather tell you a story oh, I see. and it's mostly real but you know there I are see. some parts that are blown up grandpa was 
He was telling you that big fish story, you yeah. know? And I think there was, there's, I think this was crafted very, very subtly, but lovingly, where it wasn't calling bullshit and it wasn't actually blowing it up so far that it was like fantastical. Mm-hmm. But there's just elements like, that didn't happen. But you put them all together and it sounded to me like I could, I could see my grandfather telling me this story and yeah. then telling me an equally daring one right after it. Right. You know? And when I watched 1917, I was thinking about that. This wasn't just a war movie that I was watching, but it was like Sam Mendes' grandpa telling him these stories. And I, I thought, see. wow, that's kind of interesting. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. And in hearing that, I'm like, oh, okay. It's I cool. See. That last scene, this really, really mind-boggling. The choreography of the whole army right. launching the attack. Right. And then our main guy just running through the ranks. Yeah. I'm just like, you know his grandpa, grandpa told him. Grandpa did not him, do that. You know he told him that that's exactly yeah. how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I tried and to stop I him, so it. I had to run. And you wouldn't believe this, but the commander was Benedict Cumberbatch. Freaking Doctor Strange. <laughs> Unbelievable. I didn't do it in 1917 more than I expected to. Yeah. I liked it. Marriage Story. Phenomenal acting in Marriage Story. Yes. That movie tore me apart. Once upon, Yeah, man. Woo. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Ford v. Ferrari, which was a really good movie. Very good. Really enjoyed that. It's like, good to see Christian Bale do anything, you know? Yeah. He just... He just shows up a different guy in every movie. He does. He does. And Parasite, which is the winner. Oh, oh, Jojo Rabbit, I also mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so now I have a question for you. I got a question for you. Uh-huh. Joker, right? Uh-huh. Joker was nominated for Best Picture. Yes. And I heard a lot of people who, it was almost like they didn't but like, like what Joker stood for. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I didn't get it. <laughs> Everybody like, go back to our a, Joker It's episode. a movie. Yeah. It, I don't uh, yeah, well, it's a movie. Like I don't why why all and I I understand it's the Oscars and it's Oscar season. It's nominated, so uh-huh. it gets. I I expect us to do the deep dives on comic book movies and stuff uh-huh. like on movies in general because that's how we get down. Yeah, but it seemed like I just wasn't getting what all of like the resistance. Not like it was a bad movie. It's like I don't like what it stands for. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What does it stand for? What what is the what is the issue? Yeah, well, I'm all I can say. You get say to is, any of that? Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I that that was reasonable to me. I we've had this conversation. I didn't like that movie, mm-hmm. so it's you know beyond me to say my opinion for uh, what should be best picture. I can certainly understand why Joker was best picture bait. It was serious. It was a send up to Scorsese. Mm. You know, it was like you know for the first time a super movie uh, a superhero or a comic book movie was in this category where it was, it was being treated like a drama like an adult yeah. film yeah yeah you know like i understand why why it earned its spot as far as that goes i didn't like the movie i didn't like what it said to me i can't i i won't say what it stood for because mm-hmm. i won't put those words in todd howard's mouth is that the name todd phillips phillips todd phillips mouth todd howard is the guy who makes skyrim the video game <sighs> sorry shout out to you todd howard your games are broken uh, Tom Phillips, I, I won't put words in his mouth, but I, I didn't like the taste that it left in my mouth. So I understood why art is political, politics is art, everything mm-hmm. is important. It's an election year. People are saying a lot. My bandwidth is low. I'm tired. Best actress, Renee Zellweger, Judy, did not see that movie. Judy was very good. And didn't that was a, that was an excellent example of, uh, uh, a story that was told that, frankly, I didn't really have a ton of interest in Judy Garland's story, but it was very compelling, very interesting. And Renee Zellweger, 
completely changed who she was, but not under makeup or prosthetics, just was doing an incredible uh, uh, tribute, I guess. Very good. Definitely worth your time just to see an actor like really do it, you know? Best actor. Although her her, uh, speech was crazy. Uh, Joaquin's speech was crazy. Best actor, Joaquin Phoenix. I'm didn't it sound like, like he really didn't want to be there? You like he was upset. I, it feels like he he was beat down by everyone's critique. He's like, I don't want. Nope, nope, don't want this. Well, I know he made a similar speech at another award show. That's right. And um, you know, he has some stuff on his heart. I understand, and also, I don't blame him. At the him. same time, he's, he's like, when we rip away a baby calf and take the mother's milk when we know that the milk is. For the calf, you know what and, though, and I was like, "All right, he, I don't, is, he's not. A hard time he's following. not wrong. It is rambly. It's clearly he's got things on his heart. He seemed anxious and upset and like not excited to uh-huh. be in this space. Uh-huh. I definitely would have been mad if he was like, "Yeah, I did a damn good job as being Joker. Good shout out to me. Even though he earned the the role, you know, the internet would have been pissed and be like, "Look at this white boy.'" <laughs> Look at him collect it. You you know how this stuff goes. And so he went up and he was basically being an ally. That's what he did. But mm-hmm. he was being an ally for people who care deeply about uh, uh, animal abuse and like the abuse and, and destruction of the planet. And come on, we all know Joaquin, during Joaquin Phoenix's career, he's been places. He's done weird stuff. This is the least of it, frankly. <laughs> yeah. This, Remember this- when he was a rapper? I remember that. Remember when he's like, I have frogs on my head. Can you, can you see them? And you're like, no, no. What are you talking about? So I don't know. I don't blame him. How did Avengers or The Lion King not win best visual effects? What kind of visual effects? 1917. Mm, okay. Or Sky or, or Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Sure. Uh, Any yeah, of those okay. things for best visual effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. literally made an entire movie, a whole jungle the yeah. whole Lion King. I see why they didn't anime. give the Lion King. I'm just saying, like, but I, 1917 best visual effects. I would have given it to uh, really the uh, uh, Endgame because they had to create a world. You know, something had to be made. That's what I'm saying. From basically, scratch. Where are the visual effects in 1917? I'm sure they're there, but not, not like in comparison to freaking. Spider-Man swinging sure. from Ant-Man's hand sure, and then Ant-Man punching a gigantic... Like, I'm just glad the they didn't give it to Irishman because that, that movie kind of creeped me out during some of those scenes. Their yeah. eyes aren't right. <laughs> they wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare. <laughs> they wouldn't dare. <laughs> They're thinking about giving the best visual effects to 1917. They wouldn't dare. <laughs> Nobody threatens Alpha. 15 minutes late. <laughs> Who wears shorts? <laughs> you wear shorts? <laughs> you <laughs> Even though that movie's 17 hours long, I would definitely rewatch it. I would watch it again because there's a lot of really cool gangster, right. old gangster stuff in Very there. good stuff. Um, the Oscars, was, they were fun. It was fun to watch. Is it fun? I mean, I have a good time watching it. Same. Jones is long, no. So long. There's some stuff that could be cut. I agree. One thing I want to do is give a shout out to Matthew Cherry. Um, Hair Love. For Hair Love, best animated short film. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. It deserved it, in my opinion. I saw Kit Bull. Kit Bull is terrific. Kit Bull is a, is a close, you know, mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I definitely think Hair Love should have won that. Mm-hmm. Staying with animated features, my thought, 
animated feature film should have been Klaus. Klaus was beautiful. Klaus I don't was, think Klaus was I, I a think, movie that that surprised me. Yes, it was better than I expected it to be. Yes, that would have been my vote. I would have given given it to Klaus. Who got animated? Toy Story Four. Okay, well, you know, it's, it feels like a shoe in. Like it's not. This is not surprising. This is nothing. Right. It's just right. it's Pixar doing Pixar. Yeah. If anything, they should got an award for making the fourth movie not suck. Yeah, that, they, there's a category. The whole question, I think, when Toy Story four came out, I was like, "Wait, did you guys? Did you guys see Toy Story 3? Mm-hmm. I Thought we it was done. Thought we completed this. We story. ended it. Yeah. But Toy Story four was good. Yes, it was. And they just put out another short. See, you're missing out, Disney Plus. Oh. They have another short called Lamp Life. Okay, you get to find out where Bo Peep was doing. Oh, in betwixt okay. when she left and okay. when she met back up with Woody and them. All right. That's six ninety nine a month that I'm just not utilizing. You are using it to groom your mustache. That's true. That's true. This product doesn't buy itself. That's what I'm trying to say to I you. I took all the my Disney Plus. I, I took a, a a pig bank from Toy Story, mm. smashed it. My took word, six ninety nine out, and I went and I bought some pomade for my mustache. I'm trying to look like Doctor Robotnik for this weekend. Speaking of which, I saw Sonic. You saw Sonic. I Talk seen to me. it. Talk to me. I seen it. Uh, compared to other movies about speed, Fast and the Furious. I thought you were going to say compared to other movies. Gone about, in 60 about, seconds. <laughs> about video games. Oh, okay. How was it as a movie, period? I will say as a movie, it was fine. It is not. It's, I mean, let me. It's for kids, right? It's, I was about to say, it's, it's, not, it's not for you. It's a children's So movie. when you go watch this movie. Which you, if you if you have a niece nephew or mm-hmm. internet your younglings if you want to take them with you because that's what I did mm-hmm. took the little with me yeah and I'm like this is not for me sure not not I don't prefer I'm not saying I don't prefer it I'm going oh they're not making this movie with me in mind this I'm is not a, a you remember how awesome the Ninja Turtles are this is a Shrek yeah is that right um, now there are some things that are like. Remember Sonic? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Octavius, I'm, this is for you. Remember this? But they did a good job of making a story out of it. Okay. They did a good job of having some visual cues that go, oh, this is for you. Mm-hmm. Nostalgic, you know, early 30s mm-hmm. and on, you know, late 20s. I love Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. So there's going to be some stuff in there for, for you yeah. to enjoy. But ultimately, don't expect to be like... This is the greatest movie I ever saw. Can you put it on par with Detective Pikachu? Where where is it? I did one? not see Detective Pikachu. You did not. Okay, now, I saw Detective Pikachu, and the nostalgia part of my brain loved it, but it was nonsense. Oh, I remember you were telling me you're like, that's this guy, that's that guy, that's loved this, it. that's that. There are some moments, yeah, of that for you, uh-huh. but that's not the major. You're not going to go through the movie going, oh look, uh-huh. oh look. Yeah. Oh look! It's, yeah. it, it, there's an actual. It's kind of. You saw Bumblebee, right? Yeah. All you right. Know? Okay. Yeah. You I saw. Actually, you know. I enjoyed you, it. You saw ET, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Kid finds a thing. Sure. Person thing is here now. Sure. H- hilariosity ensues. Can you, know? you can you give me a spoiler uh, right now? You can just give me a nod, a finger wag. You know the thing that Sonic does. Check your watch. Yeah. Check your watch because I'm not playing the game right now. Right. Uh, if 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 it's a yes, is Tails in the movie? I'm getting nothing, folks. Audience, I'm getting nothing. <laughs> Knuckles, the echidna, Big the cat, Ro Rouge, the bat. 
No, okay. Do you, when are you going to see it? Shadow, Silver, the other hedgehogs, the ones that were in a band with him. You remember that cartoon? <laughs> yeah. That when are you going to go see it? Uh, that's a great question. I feel like I need to come up with an excuse to see it, given that you it's don't. a kid's movie. You, no, 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 no. Don't well, get let me, me wrong. Let me, let me frame it like don't this. Don't get me wrong. Let it's me f- not a kid's movie in the sense of like you're going to see, you're going to see Bambi. Sure. It's not a G-rated movie. Sure. I'm just saying it's not like when we go and watch Tron. Right. That movie is for Tron fans. Uh-huh. This movie happens to be about Sonic. Sure. But it's not... Come on, Sonic fans. Every thought you ever had about Sonic is going to be addressed in this. Sonic fans are serious. That fan base is serious. So, I mean, hopefully Sonic fans enjoy what they got. Bring yourself a chili dog. I mean, I I, I appreciate that this is a thing for a new generation of fans. Yes. And I remember when the trailer dropped, apart from how terrifying Sonic looked at the time, my number one question was, who is this for? Is this for, you know, all of us knuckleheads who remember playing this on the Sega Genesis? Or is this to introduce kids to the character? It's interesting that because there is no Sonic reference right now. Right, there's exactly. There's no Sonic cartoon. In fact, there's, no, there's a Sonic comic if you're into the it. The comic book ended in 2016. It was actually one of the there's longer... There's nothing Sonic comic book related out right they, now? It may have come back, and I, I bet it has, but there, it's one of the longer com, comic serials, uh, it, I think from 92 to 2016. That's a lot of comics, serialized, um, and I don't think it's here anymore. So, there, yeah, there's not a lot of Sonic, apart from Sonic Mania, which came out, I think, in 2016 or 2017. Uh, I don't know. Sonic Mania was dope as hell, though. But I think, you, I think you'll enjoy it. The reason why I say I don't know when I'm going to see it is because I haven't even seen Birds of Prey yet. You haven't seen Harley and Quinzel in them? Harley Quinzel in them, which is the new title mm. of the film. Mm. Because apparently the movie's not doing super hot in the box office. So, strategy numero uno... Change the title of the film. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I have seen this movie. Yes. I do not know why this movie. So the whole time I've been calling it, I'm going to go see Harley Quinn. I'm going to yeah. go see Harley Quinn. Right. I didn't even recognize I was calling it the wrong name sure. until I went on, on the AMC app yeah. and was looking for Harley Quinn and couldn't find it. That's right. And I was like, why can I not? And I was like, oh, the movie's called Birds of Prey. That's right. That's right. I had forgotten that it wasn't called Harley Quinn. Which is kind of odd in its own right, because if you do read the comics and you follow that, if that's important to you in any way, the Birds of Prey are a team in comics and in cartoons and TV shows, not this team in the movie, though. No. It's a different thing. So that even that in and of itself is odd. It is now official. The movie that was once known as Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is now called Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Which Wild. is still a weird name. Still a weird name. Har- <laughs> just call it Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn, Ampersand, Birds of Prey. Yeah, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, that makes sense. It's, it's, it is still weird. What do you think is happening here? Why is this happening? Fam, I'm going to tell you, I don't want to spoil this movie because I know you haven't seen it, but yeah. I will tell you, in watching the movie, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And outside of watching the movie, I'm kind of going, so where where are we, where are we going mm-hmm. with this? That's the you know what I mean? Like outside of the movie, whether I felt whatever I felt about the movie is what it is. We can talk about that after you've seen it. Yeah. But I started thinking about 
So wait, DC, what? Yeah. So what are you doing? I know we had this a similar is... reaction to the trailer when it dropped. We yeah. did a trailer reaction, and both of us were like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, for me, it's, it's not lack of interest. Uh, I've, I've been waiting, special circumstance. I'm waiting for my, my, my girlfriend so she and I can watch it. Right. We're definitely going to see it yeah. on Tuesday at the gallery, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm Tues- not Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm, I'm not personally a fan of the character, but I am excited about the existence of the movie. Right. So, you know, it's, it's not lack of interest per se. But apparently it's just not faring well. Is it confusion over the title? What is it? I don't think that's what it is. I think I think part of the reason why it's not faring well is because I don't think people know where to place it. Yeah, I don't think I don't the trailer know did a, what to do with it. I don't think the trailer did a good job explaining what the movie was. Right. It just sort of looked like a lot of images but not yeah. really a plot. And, the, and right, there wasn't there wasn't a lot to get excited. You know what it's like? Mm. It's kind of like going, "Hey, you want some candy?" Mm-hmm. And if you're not hungry for candy, you're like, "Oh, no, thanks." Mm-hmm. But not giving any it's, other instead context. of going like, "Hey, man, this is this really good situation. It comes from here. It's very rare. We don't have a lot of it around. I wanted to share something with you because I don't know when I'm going to be able to have it again. I'd like you to try it. All that missing information. It's a completely different context then. It's yeah. do you want some candy? Yeah. No, I don't want candy. Or like, hey, there's a special thing and there's a unique aspect about it. So like, I think that's part of it. And even in watching yeah. the movie, I'm going, oh, okay, this is what the movie is. Sure. I didn't know what the movie was until I watch, I was watching it. Yeah. And as I was watching it, I was like, all right, cool. Like, this is... But then in the grand scheme of things, I started going like, wait, so where where where, where does this fit it's, in what 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 are we doing with this story? Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't I don't I almost wish they they had just taken the time to introduce Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. do their own thing with her, let her stand on her own and just be her own thing. And I know that that's what this movie was an attempt to do. However, it is the connection to other things that leaves you kind of going, well, mm-hmm. s- you've connected it. So where, what, what, mm-hmm. where are we going with this? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, and I think that's part of it. Like people don't know, they don't know what to do with this it. Movie, like when Joker, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, no, go ahead. When Joker came out, Joker was like, here it is. Here's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Got it. Are you interested or are you not? Based purely based off of what this movie is about. Sure. Harley Quinn was like, you like Harley Quinn? And some people were like, I think most people were like, I don't really even have a relationship with Harley Quinn. Because mm-hmm. you got to remember, Internet, for us geeks, we know Harley. Yeah. For the average person, they don't know who Harley Quinn is. They don't recognize that Batman's main nemesis is Joker and Joker has this girlfriend who has this horrible, terrible, you know, relationship with. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, she now like there's a lot of inside baseball there. Well, you know what I think is ironic? I think the movie Suicide Squad somehow made Harley Quinn more central and people really saw the image, the costume, the look. And really received Harley Quinn because of the movie Suicide Squad, even though Suicide Squad, not good. Terrible movie. Um, But Birds of Prey is a movie about Harley Quinn, 
It's not right. even, a, my, I, I don't know if this is true, but it doesn't seem, it's, as far as what they're selling, it's not about the Birds of Prey. It's not about those characters. It's about Harley Quinn. And this movie doesn't seem to be as good at selling Harley Quinn as Suicide Squad was. I can't tell you how many Halloween costumes I've seen with the t-shirt, Daddy's Little Monster, and the shorts, and the sledgehammer. And it's like, oh, I know what that look is. That's from Suicide Squad. That's Harley from Suicide Squad. And in this one, I love that they're letting her branch out and expand and just sort of be her own thing. But at the same time, it's almost like they're burying the lead. It's like, well, this is, this is about your girl. Yeah. And, and what, De- what Deadpool did really well as a rated R action mm-hmm. comedy mm-hmm. superhero is it leaned into its, its uh, ability to be that. This is what this movie is about. Right. And even people who are not super familiar with the, the character tone of this movie. would still get the tone. If you like movies like this, you'll like Deadpool. But when I watch the trailer for uh, Birds of Prey and I look at the poster, I'm like, this is just random images. And I'm already very aware of the character, but it still feels random, which I understand is part and parcel of the like inane attitude of this like chaotic, like, she's nuts. She's but they just didn't wild. Do, I, can, but, I can say a large a part of... A large part of Deadpool is bringing you into the world of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Like Deadpool, quite literally, as we talked about, he's like the Bugs Bunny of the Marvel Universe. Uh-huh. You know, he has his own power set and worldview and perspective and the way he sees things and the way he goes through things. And it's like, oh, okay, got it. I'm going to see this guy's movie. Yeah, I don't think... I still don't think I have a good... Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this about the movie. You know? sure, sure. Spoilers. Spoilers. For Harley Quinn. If we never go back there, I'm fine. Got it. Do you think this is I, the end of I, Harley movies? I don't think so. Because I think that I don't... Well, it depends on how it does financially. Sure. But I will say, if we never go back there... To that Gotham, to that Harley Quinn, to that Joker, to, to if we if we don't go back there, I'm fine. I I I don't have any desire to go. What's next? Yeah, sure. You know, okay. So what's the next story, or where do we go from here? Yeah, I'm. I don't care. Hmm. I'm excited to see Shazam again. I'm excited to see Aquaman again. I'm excited to see Wonder Woman again. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see this new Batman that we'll get into. Shoot. I'm hearing that there's going to be a there's potentially going to be a sequel to a jo- to Joker mm-hmm. because it made a billion dollars. So if it made a billion dollars, just like mathematically, yep. we are making a sequel. Yeah, even though story wise, I think it would like diminish it. Uh-huh. But if they made a sequel to the Joker, I think that they've done a good enough job telling that story to go. Okay, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Where are we going to go next? Mm-hmm. This just felt like a comic book. That yeah. I just, I'm just not going to stop picking it up. Yeah, we, we know what that, picking up that issue is. You, you can like things about it, but it's just not got it. it. It doesn't have its hooks in you. So far, it's paying for itself. I think the budget was somewhere between 80 and 100 million. And in the box office, it's made 95.7 mil. Okay. So it's paying for itself. But you never know. You know, I think they want to make, make it, double or triple to pay for itself. They, they want everything to be a super blockbuster, a yeah. huge hit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, I, I think it's okay to have a movie that is performing well enough, but I do think there have been a lot of really bizarre stumbles along the way for making this film. I will say, I'm not going to this movie because I'm a, a excited for a Harley Quinn movie. I'm going to the movie because I love Margot Robbie. I think she just does cool work. 
And as an actress, I'm interested in her. Uh, I, Tanya, totally changed my mind yeah, about her I, approach. Tanya is. Yeah. She's great. And even though I didn't like Suicide Squad, I still enjoyed her energy as Harley Quinn. Margot so like, Robbie yeah, in movies, I'm down. Right. So Margot, I'm, Har- Harley Quinn mm-hmm. and this version of the world in Gotham. Yeah. G- g- w- yeah, whatever. Got it. Shoulder shrug. Got like it. I said, it's an issue of a comic that I picked up. I read it and I was like, ah. Yeah. You going to get the next issue? Eh, probably not. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, since we talked about Sonic and we talked about Harley Quinn. Yeah. Apparently, there are people out here on Twitter who really don't want you to go see Sonic. Oh. And the... Wait, is it... They don't want you to see Sonic? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think they right. don't want you to see Sonic. They don't want you to see Sonic because they're concerned that Sonic opening weekend will outperform Harley Quinn, which maybe is bad, I guess, for the future of Harley Quinn films being made what? a sequel or so on. Anyway, we found some tweets, right? It looks like maybe these are fake tweets. Maybe it's a troll account. No one knows, but many different accounts are out here saying stuff like this. I took my husband and two sons to go see hashtag Sonic movie. I was appalled to hear homophobic slurs used throughout the movie. Luckily, hashtag birds of prey was showing the next room. My family had a much better experience. That has never happened to anybody. So talk to me about that Sonic, those homophobic scenes. Uh, What were they like when you were watching the picture? I did not see that. How about this one? I went to watch hashtag Sonic movie with my little brother and there were a few really racist scenes. (laughs) What? Racist against... So because of that, we walked out and we went to see Birds of Prey and we loved it. My brother said that we should all be gay and do crime. What? So these are tweets. Wait, that's clearly (laughs) some nonsense. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just a lot of tweets. Uh... I was a victim of a horrible hate crime while in the theater watching Sonic movie. What? Yeah, I won't even read the rest of that one. This is nonsense. Guys, listen, I'm exhausted by this. Why is this happening? I'm exhausted by this. This is so foolish to me. I have a theory. This the I, I, Go, what's the theory? I think Travis Bott might have tweeted all of these. I feel like the same people who created Travis Bott. What was the name of that song? Honey I think, Jack, yeah, I think, Twisty Bot, I think Valley that, Valley Boy. The 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 Twitter name is at Jack Park Candy Dope Man, and he hated Sonic primarily because of all those racist scenes. Listen, man, can you imagine? Can you fathom? No, I can't because I've seen it both of these movies. You know what? I did it, not experience. You don't want to know stuff. what a chili dog means, really. Whoa! You don't want to know what he means when he says slow mo. Whoa! <laughs> That's right. Listen, people can like. Things. <laughs> it's fine. Ah! Just let people like stuff. This is exhausting. Yes. Hearing about this is just making me go, all right, moving on. Like, this is stupid. Like, what? I don't understand why. Like, yeah. I love this stuff. I like to like things. Yeah. What oh, about yeah. you, Adam? I love to love things. It's I fun. like to it like good. things. It's great. I saw Sonic. Had a good time. Yes. Saw Harley Quinn. Had a good time. Yes. Saw, uh, what else did I see recently? Whatever. The, the, there's this movie called Horse Girl that just came on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see I it. I want to see that. And I just want it to be good. Yeah. I don't feel threatened. Yeah. 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 No, 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 by no. By 
other move. Like, I don't feel like I have to galvanize against this mm-hmm. in order for that. Let people just enjoy. This is fandom. Yeah. We like to like stuff. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why you feel like you need to be against something I feel that like- is fun for people in order to be for like what are you defending i don't under i these, these i don't connect to this i to me this the, this doesn't even feel like a real motivated thing this oh, okay are, these to me it's like a it's a these are pranks this is nothing okay why would somebody do this because it's easy to do and because people will believe it and what are pranksters doing but stirring the pot they're stirring the pot and on twitter you can do that i mean I'm I'm serious when I say this is the exact same kind of behavior that got Donald Trump elected into office. Mm. You know, people who say stuff that aren't even real. This isn't even real. Right. And and somehow, you know, it affects people. It works. It, it works. The entire election cycle, I feel like it's going to get worse and worse. People yeah. are just going to be saying stuff like this about real candidates. It's right? so interesting that, like, because as soon as I... As soon as I read those, as soon as I heard you read them, I just rolled my eyes and like, anyway, moving on. Like I, you know, some stuff that is, is just the like, way. It's like obvious. It's like whatever. That's that, just not. That's how really you move forward. The truth. That's one hundred percent. But how then you thinking deal. about it, like no, some people are like, no, this is real. Did you hear there's a racist, homophobic part in Sonic? Something with a chili dog, and it's like, <laughs> no, no, yeah, don't believe the hype, internet. Uh, believe the hype for at least one thing, anyway. What's that is? We got our first look at Robert Pattinson. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Tell me something. I seen it. What do you think? Matt Reeves put this out here. He because uh, he knew we were recording. Hey, thank you for the five stars and the positive comment, Matt. Yeah, man, we do appreciate you. We appreciate that. Got it in just in time. Moments before we walked in. Yeah. Appreciate um, you. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. It has a very Arkham game feel yeah yeah very mechanical very like armor plated mm-hmm. you know this is a guy who's going out and it's got like this collar thing and the cape seems to be coming out of the collar yeah. and the, the mask almost it, it almost looks like you can see the stitching in it it made me think of like an old school driving mask. You wear the mm. wear the like leather goggles. Mm-hmm. There's there's a a handmade component of it. It looks like it is made by someone. The armor looks real and functional, yeah. which yeah. is notable. You can see him. You can. He's moving his shoulders, and you can see this like kind Flexes of flexes mechanism. Moves. Yeah, you can. It's almost like it's hinged so that he can you know move around. We've seen screen tests before. Remember the screen test for Joker. Yeah. It was the first time we really got a look at Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Yeah. You know, it, it, these things will change. This is an opportunity to see how things look, get people hyped, just try to feel it out. How does this align for you in terms of your vision of Batman? Um, it's a it's a it's a tease. Mm-hmm. And oh, I I really don't I really don't have much mm-hmm. to go on. So I'm excited to see something. Yeah. But it doesn't really tell me much because as you've heard us say many times on this podcast, got to see him move. Yeah. You know, I just looked at a, sh- looked at a super duper slow motion, but what I did get was tone. Yeah. It was all red. Uh-huh. The music was very- the music. Yeah. Uh, almost, you know, Darth Vader-ish. You know what I think the music made me feel? Detective. Yeah. It's got like a 
detective sound. And you say, we've never really seen the great detective. Yes. We've never seen the greatest detective yeah. depicted on screen. One of the things that I want to say... I think we might see it. I, I mean, I think that's what they've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I want to point out about him being a detective mm-hmm. is part of... If you don't know this about Batman, I just think this is an interesting aspect of Batman to talk about real quick. Fish stick Malone. Everybody Matches. knows. Yeah. Him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Part, part of... Batman in Gotham, depending upon what part, what story is, is some people don't even know if he's real. Oh, the idea that he's he's basically a myth. He's is is Just he a, is he a vampire? Yeah. Is he a human? Is he a dra- Is is it a monster? Yeah, like he's not a guy who's dropping down, doing a hero pose, and going, "Look at me, mm-hmm. see me." He's kind of like. I'm here, I don't even want you to know I'm here, and mm-hmm. I only want you to know I'm here if I want you to know I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm standing in the shadow because I don't want you to see me. Yeah. I want you to see only what I... Like, there's a, the whole fear component is people don't even really know what that is. Yeah. So I'm interested in seeing how they go about that mm-hmm. as a detective. Because part of it is... I don't want you to know what I'm doing or who I am or I'm I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm billionaire playboy, but this other thing that I do, we are right. We haven't seen that. We haven't seen the mentality of I don't want to get in the physical altercation. Mm-hmm. And if I do, I'm trying to end it quick. Yeah. But I'm also like the epitome of what a human being could be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everything he does is strategic always searching for advantage and if he doesn't have it it's not hand it's not let's go hand to hand just no, for no, the no. sake of doing it no that's not and the even way if he does that. it there's a reason for it he's trying to prove something or communicate something or like there's a there's an intention behind it i'm looking forward to that take i think i think there is a lot of mood there's a lot of tone to take away from the screen test it's not just a look at Robert Pattinson in the armor, but it's there's there's something else going on. Some of these little clues, you know, they the more techie look to the the bat sigil in his his suit, I think is the sort of thing where I, I would wonder, does this mean that, you know, he made the suit and we're gonna focus on that? That that's sort of like manual aspect of his relationship to the Batman. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Right. And I'm I'm very, very excited about this film just because of the cast and yeah. knowing what it what knowing what we know about our complaints of Batman movies and never seeing really more than one of the rogues gallery in one movie at yeah. a time. I love the fact that we're gonna get a bunch of them all at once. Yeah. And I, I want that to help create this ethos of maybe they've been beat down by the Batman, maybe they don't even believe it, maybe some of them do, some of them don't. That's the world that I want to see yeah. finally. What I really want to know is how is Matt Reeves going to show Crime Alley? I, yeah, <laughs> that's what I want to know because that's the one scene I've always wanted to see in a Batman movie. I want to see that Crime Alley. You know, it's never been clear to me. Never, never what, seen it before. What happened? You know, what What happened? I heard, My understanding is something happened. Mm. I want to see exactly what. Because we've never really had Martha! that visual. No. Um, the one thing I do think about seeing as though his costume is a little bit more mechanical, is maybe we're going to really, really get a chance to see the gadget Batman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's part of that's part of the Batman that I understand and know. Yeah. It's like, I am a human being. 
I am a real person. If I fall off the side of a building, yeah, I'm gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I have to be many steps ahead. I have to think. I have to have this machinery, this the stuff that can help me get through the day, get through the night, get to the next step. Uh-huh. You know? And Christopher Nolan, I think, did that very well with the character Lucius Fox. Yeah. You know, like his existence as an R&D guy was terrific. But what you, what you haven't seen is like... Bruce doing it. We haven't seen the detective who's dealing with th- fixing this and making that and yeah. adjusting this. and Because, you know, if you think about a person who's like that, they got to constantly tinkering and tweaking and adjusting yeah. and yeah. manufacturing and testing. and You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe we're going to get that version of him because if he is the world's greatest detective... It's not about punching everybody in the face all the time. Sure. You know, it's about doing it if you need to. Uh-huh. But what it's really about is all this other stuff. Right. And I hope he tells a story that makes us interested in that and makes it matter. Yeah. Me too. Because they always say that, like, he has that bat sigil on his chest, so it's a target. So that people shoot him, he can shoot him there because he's protected there. So I want to I see, see some more. It's interesting, but I'm not, it's not like I need to be sold, but I'm kind of like, all right. Yeah, we're already seeing the movie. Yeah, you already know. There is a a faint resemblance to Daredevil, I think. That's what I thought it was when you first showed it to me. Especially because of the red and the fact that in this screen test, Batman's eyes are, are very dark. Yeah. And there are a lot of different ways that you can see Batman's eyes through the the cowl. Um, you know, in the comics, it's just all white or whatever. Sometimes right. in the in the movies, you just see that the actor underneath. This one seems to be taking a, a bit of a different approach. Uh, we'll see. We we will see. I'm I am very excited. We got a long way to go. We've not seen a bat suit like this before. No, no, no. We have not. I think this one's really going to move. I'm excited about that. Very excited about that. Yeah. Batman comes out June 25th, 2021. Next year. Yeah. You already know I'm in that job. Yeah, we got a minute. So that's where we're at. Look, we're we're back. It's 2020 and Comic Book Junto is here. Adam, you have something in here before we go. That's right. And why have you put this in here? I put this in here because I wanted to talk about Pee Wee Herman. What? I was just waiting for you to choose whichever soundboard. Pee Wee Herman... Pee Wee Herman's a hero. Of I mine. grew up loving he- Pee Wee. Love Pee Wee Herman back in the day. Pee Wee's Big Adventure is my favorite movie. When the whole Pee Wee Herman thing happened, I didn't. It was too young to even understand what was even going on. I he still got he, he you know he 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 took critique that was deserved, but it ruined his reputation in in, in a way that was not deserved. Uh, Paul Rubens, look. I'm just saying, he was in the right place for the thing that was going down, all right? <laughs> so if you got problems with what was happening, you had problems with the concept of it. But yeah, unfortunately, he started getting all sorts of weird attention. For his, like Stuff that didn't actually happen, stuff that wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Fake tweets, people. Mm. They, were, they were saying, I went to see Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and there was a homophobic slur in that movie. I went to see Blue Hedgehog. I went to see Birds of Prey instead. And, the, and it's like, that's anachronistic. Those mm. movies were not in the same theater. Anyway, Paul Rubens himself, Pee-wee, the man, uh, wants to make a new Pee-wee Herman movie. Okay. This is his idea. 
It has been his idea for a long time. He wanted to make initially two Pee-wee movies at the same time. Mm -hmm. One of them was made. It was Pee-wee's Big Holiday. came out on Netflix. Okay. It was great. I loved it. And the other one he wanted to do was Dark. And Old Man Wee? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, if it's got to be like Logan, then it's just called Pee. <laughs> Pee-wee. Old Man Pee-wee. Old Man Pee-wee. He wanted to do one where uh, uh, Pee-wee is, uh, you know, it tells a little bit of his origin story. And then at a certain point in the movie, Pee-wee Herman develops, I'm reading from Nerdist here, develops a serious pill and alcohol addiction. I'm sorry, wait, wait, wait. That wait, wait, turns wait, him into a monster. Hold on. This yeah. has nothing to do with Pee Wee Herman. Paul Rubens said this. Now, there's a part of me. What does this have to do with Pee Wee Herman? It's it sounds part, like you want to make a movie like this. I'm not okay with this. I'm. I'm. This is not okay. I, I'm curious as to seeing like how you connecting this to Pee. Not you. Or how is he connecting this to Pee Wee? This is apparently Paul Rubens' idea. There's, there is absolutely 100 a reality in which Paul Rubens. I mentioned pranksters moments ago. Is just being a prankster. This guy, he can do whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants. Who cares? He's right. just going to rile people up. Why not? Right. right? Okay. So it's possible he's just making stuff up. Here's where things get interesting. They're, they're not interesting yet? Apparently, this idea is something he wants to take forward, and he approached the Safdie brothers. They just uh, the, made uh, Uncut, uh, Uncut Gems. Gems? Oh, hold on. And the Safdie brothers <laughs> you can, you are gonna take big fans of Pee Wee Herman. So uh, I'm now interested. Now that you've said that, now I'm interested. Uncut cartoons is the Pee Wee Herman Uncut story. Uncut Wee. Yeah. Oh no, no, don't you can't call it that. That's a different, that's a different thing. That's a different film. Oh. That's a different film. Uncut we. <laughs> uh, do oh, me a favor man. and do not name this episode Uncut it, you know what you know that's what I'm gonna name it. <laughs> Uncut we is why hilarious. would you name it that when you could call it Jack Park Kenny? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Nobody's gonna know what that means. People uh, are gonna see Uncut Oh Wii. yeah, they're gonna see Uncut We and say, now this I gotta find out about. <laughs> I gotta figure out what's Finally, going on. Finally the boys are talking about the big C. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness Stupid. finally Fi I, look I, I did finally see Uncut Gems and there's no way what'd you think that movie was nuts yes I know that movie wasn't supposed to be as funny KG, as KG come was. on KG <laughs> right here I have, this for, I have it for you right here KG this is how I win I loved it such a good movie. It made me extremely stressed out. I know. I bet it did. Knowing knowing you the way I know you, Woo! I'm sure you're just like, I don't want this. You know, I watched. <laughs> I, you know, I watched. I I laughed a lot. Surprisingly, I laughed at parts that I didn't think I should have been laughing at. Yeah, but it was oddly humorous. Uh, Timory was not on board for this flight. She uh, didn't watch it. No, no, didn't like it. They didn't want oh, to she did watch it. She didn't like it. Yeah, wa walked out midway through and said, you're going to watch this on your own. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this on my own. Right. And then went and saw Birds of Prey. Okay. And uh, I I really enjoyed it. The, you know, the final scene just tore me apart. I was yeah, like, man. oh, my God. Yeah. So when I saw that Pee Wee Herman wants to do this with the Safties, I was like, oh, no. Uncut weed. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, man. He's going to have that. That uh, what was it called? It was like a, a black opal. Black opal. Yeah, he's, yeah. Pee Wee comes across that black opal. Yeah, starts starts. Y'all gotta watch games. Uncut Gems, man. If you haven't what seen it, what a movie! It's a it's Adam a, Sandler killed it. 
Yeah, and really. it should have been nominated. Garnett was for incredible. An Oscar. Yeah, he did a great job. Should have been nominated. And what are people doing with Lakeith Stanfield? They, in anything, anything. Yeah, Lakeith is almost like I just forget his name. Like kind of like Johnny Depp. Yeah, in a way do, he can do whatever he wants. You could just put him in stuff, and yeah. he just like becomes. Uh, uh, something else it was not a long time ago but it already feels like he has come so far from me meeting that actor in Atlanta yeah because that character is crazy and perfect that was Lakeith Stanfield in my mind yeah and then you know sorry to bother you happens and I'm like oh my god and then you know he gets put in uh, what Knives Out and he's the straight man yes you know he's the only one who's got it he's the only one who's looking around like what are y'all crazy yeah Knives Out also, man. Phenomenal movie. Did you hear that they're in the process of making a sequel I heard. of Benoit Blanc in them? Oh, I didn't know. So do we know, are they going to do more Benoit Blanc? I don't know. I would assume if it's going to be a sequel to Knives they Out. They damn it's not well going to just be like Lakeith walking. I came for Benoit Blanc. Yeah, yeah. And I actually came for Ryan Johnson. Whatever Ryan's doing, I'm, I'm excited. About. I, I read something where the director of Knives Out said uh, he would love to do something where every Benoit Blanc movie mm-hmm. has a different accent. Yeah, because someone said that to him in Twitter. <laughs> that is like, what about this? And he goes, no joke, no lie. I actually have that written down. That is so funny. But I think that'd be weird because then I'd be looking at Benoit Blanc like, who are you now? If he comes on and he's like, I am, in fact, Benoit Blanc. I love him. You know, you might have seen me before, and uh, my, my my accent was a bit different. But yeah. now, kind of like a mixture of uh, Brad Pitt. Let him do whatever he wants to movies. do. Let, 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 uh, uh, Ryan God, Johnson, Daniel, uh, Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig, do anything he wants. Let him do anything he wants. He's done Bond for 20 years. Can't wait for the next Bond. 40 years. He's been he's been James Bond. Very excited for the he's next. He's time Bond. he's ready he's ready to move on. Yeah, understandable. And I think Benoit Blanc is a dope place to go. I agree. I agree. I feel like he was really flexing that in Logan Lucky, which I enjoyed a lot. Mm. And now he's really settled into something with Benoit Blanc. Adam Driver, speaking of Logan Lucky and speaking of Mary Terrific. Story, Adam Driver's got a He's got a career ahead of him. Oh, yeah. He's incredible. I mean, not like he doesn't have one now. I'm just talking about... Yeah, like, the man who just started three Star Wars films. You're like, I really think this kid's going to make it. No, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> I think he is now... He's got it. ...one of the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like when you're talking about who could be the main character in this, who could be the person to carry this movie, I definitely think... Because Adam Driver has got a very unique look to him very unique he don't look like anybody he doesn't like you know yeah and i always believe him whatever he's whatever he's doing i'm never like he's acting yeah i'm always like that that's that's what he's really feeling yeah yeah i'm a marriage story his performance in marriage story was unreal it hurt me i felt like i was living his life when he's crying Oh my God! Screaming the and crying. Scene, that scene, He's the like, one. I wish you, I wish you had, had died, and I was just like, "Yeah, that was unbelievable." Sitting here looking at this, like, I feel like I, you know, you ever like when two people are arguing, and you feel like you should leave. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, I'm gonna. All right, either I need to stop you guys from arguing, which is inappropriate, mm-hmm. or I need to leave. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just go because that argument. Felt so real. Yeah, really. I did. see why the why those two got nominated. Yeah, but you know, me and my son went to go see Marriage Story, and were deeply <laughs> traumatized by, you know, an unsettling scene. Yeah, and, and my son said, "Let's go see Birds of Prey," and I said, yeah, "We should." 
And that that we loved it. Anyway, five out of ten birds of prey. One thing I want to talk about real quick is someone who I have no clue how they didn't get nominated. Who's this? Lupita Nyongo. Oh yeah, for her performance in for Us. Us. Well, for one thing, how he, did she not get nominated? Let me explain this to you. Us was a, to was me. a million years ago. Twenty nineteen has been very long. Yes. And when people were like, "Us" came out this year, I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, I, Are you I just sure? feel like, yeah, but I feel like her performance though. Like, yeah, she did it. She had an incredible performance. When you talk about a, a performance, like you have one person, one character that you've basically created. Yeah. You know, and then you have to play the other character against yourself, and you played them both excellently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's worth a nomination. I agree. I agree. I think she, she absolutely was worthy of that. Uh, she, she did an incredible job. But internet, here's what I'm going to say moving into 2020. Do not look for these award shows to tell you what you should and should not no. like alone. I think it's a good resource to check out. I would have never seen Little Woman, yeah. Little Women had it not been nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. But it is not the final word on what is good and what is the best. Agreed. I love going to the movies. I enjoy watching stories. I enjoy consuming this form of media. I want to encourage you to just have fun watching stuff. Mm-hmm. Try stuff out. Get get you know get references from your friends. Check out some of the movies that you wouldn't normally look at. Yes, I'm on Letterboxd. I'm documenting all the movies that I've seen. I'm keeping okay. my. How can people follow you on Letterboxd? My, my name on Letterboxd. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think just, just watch stuff and find out what you like best. That's why we like to do our letter grades. It's what we feel about the movie. Yeah. Because when the Oscars come around, I think it's fun, but at the same time, it kind of sucks a little bit of life out of the movie going experience. Because yes, when it I does. was young, it was just about sitting down and watching something and having fun. Yeah. And I still feel like that now. I just mm-hmm. enjoy sitting down and going, what story are they going to tell me now? Mm -hmm. So love what you love and don't let anybody put it down. Like your stuff, man. I I spent last weekend watching all of the Fast and the Furious movies in chronological order. Okay. And I I need to do that in preparation. I love Fast and the Furious. And I... Fast and the Foolishness. Fast and Furious. I don't know what you're talking about. It is some... Adam, hold on. Let me me say two things to you at the same time. Uh I love it. Yeah. Love it. No but, nothing. Right. And. And. Is outrageous. It is. Completely outrageous. Foolishness. I rewatch all the movies I've watched. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Too fast. Held a helicopter. Now. With his arm. Now. Hold on. From a chain. I will say. And this is going to kick off. And I loved it. This is going to kick off the (laughs) conflict that carries Comic Book Junto from 2020 on. Hobbs and Shaw is not a Fast and the Furious movie. First of all. I won't even qualify this as a hot take. It is Listen, not. It's, it is. It is not. How you figure? It's not. Where it, do you get off? It's bad. It is subjective. It does not have the things that are great about Fast and the Furious. It, like it is, what? It has like the the family. The, yeah, family. It's about all of the Fast and Tyrese, Furious movies. What have you done? T- too Fast, Too Furious is about Brian and his friendship with that man, Roman. And Brian were friends, and they had a falling out. And at the end of the movie, there's this amazing line that I think encapsulates all of the Fast and Furious. People write family. off Too Fast, Too Furious all the time, but it's a good movie. Is it family? No, there's this great line 
where uh, uh, ride together. Paul Walker's driving ride together, and he's got a guy in the, the. It's just a bit player. He's like, you know, he's not one of the main characters. Uh-huh. He's a bodyguard for the the villain in the film, and he's in the passenger seat, and he scares shitless because Paul Walker's crazy driving. Right. And at one point, he says to Paul Walker, he says, "Family, you're a really good driver." And then Paul Walker says, "Thanks, bro." That's what these movies are about. It's about. Men what are you talking about? Friendship. It's about positive what? friendship. It's about positivity and affirmation and family. That is what these movies what are about. What does that have to do with Male the rock? What does that and have to Jason do? Statham. There, ever since The Rock came in, there's always been the, there's been a currency of like making fun of people is the new thing that we're going to do and all of Hobbs and Shaw was just antagonizing and misogyny and homophobia hold on you and don't think are you are you no, telling me bad are you oh, hold on are you telling me that misogyny is not literally all over every single Fast and the Furious I'm not saying they do it all right but that is not the currency that they trade in absolutely not I'm just what, saying rewatch the films I, I, I plan on it and I and I check in every now and then because I just like putting stuff on in the background Fast uh-huh. and the Furious is great stuff like great just something to have on the TV because you can look up and see something cool excellent and go on about your way yeah I just think that machismo very much true like scantily clad shirtless you know, skimpy dress. Very much true. Tough guy, bravado. And now, I done told you for the longest, they basically just going to go have to go out of space. They have to. That is definitely They're going to have to go out of yeah. space. I'm saying, so when I see The Rock put his car in outer space, they have to do it too. When I see Hobbs and Shaw, I'm just like, yeah. Because like we, we can't go back. To, we can't go back to the first movie. We have to understand and acknowledge that at a certain point, these movies took a turn. They did. And we all turned with it. The best ones, so, Fast Five. I, I feel you. Uh-huh. So when we see like wild, like wild and nutty stuff, mm-hmm. this is par for the course. It is. It is like the action movies mm-hmm. of this generation. It's the action movie franchise. It's going back to Stallone, back to Schwarzenegger, back to Die Hard, back to you know, back to all like gone. Uh, 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 pop quiz, hot shot. What's the movie? I don't know. <sighs> Sparks would be like, "What are you talking?" He's <laughs> screaming. Yeah, he's literally yelling. Right no idea. Now. But um. What's the where you got to keep the bus over sixty speed? Speed, okay. Yeah, speed. Uh huh. Um, it's that stuff. Uh huh. All of those action movies, and now it's just like we've got technology now. Yes, let's just get wild. So, so this is definitely true of you know. What's the problem? It is missing the key ingredient of why the movies are special. Family, which is family, which is family. That's what that is very much the case. And as as crazy as this sounds, as funny as this sounds on his face, or absurd or silly, that's that's literally the reason why I love these films. It is the most absurd action set pieces. Love it. And like super hyper masculine. Uh, you know, this is what eighties man 90s, looks like. Eighties, nineties right? action movie right? stuff. But it is wrapped around a story about people who really care about each other. More specifically, yeah. about men who care about other men. Yeah, friend. They have friendship. They care about each other. They're brothers. Okay, that's a really special part of that. That is for me. That is the DNA. 
In the same way that I think people just don't understand what made Man Thing special and they can't write these comics anymore, right, this is real. Okay. And it's something I experienced in these comics. They mm -hmm. don't understand. So you see Man Thing showing up in Avengers right now, mm. and he is actually being used as armor on Blade. Oh. But Man Thing doesn't have any character arc, doesn't have any description. We don't even know why he's there. I'm waiting for you to tie this back in. So he's just being shown because someone making this comic is saying, I think this is why people like Man Thing because he, I don't know, because he looks like this. Because plants, I guess, the plant stuff. And in the same way, Hobbs and Shaw was like, I think the reason why people like these movies is because of all the action. Wrong. They were missing a key ingredient. The balance is off. The recipe is disastrous. Is wrong. Hobbs and Shaw was my, this is no lie, least favorite movie of 2019. And I have seen cats? A Fast and the Furious tattoo. Have you seen cats? On my body. I'm asking you a question. Yeah. You like but cats. Cats Cats was weird. You like jiggly cats. I knew cats was bad from the jump. Hobbs and Shaw let me down. You Hobbs like Shaw, you like jelly filled cats. There was not a like moment, not Shaw. a moment in my mind where I had an expectation beyond for cats. I expected something for Hobbs and Shaw. I got what I expected. It was wrong. I got an action movie straight from. It's missing with the, the key with the, ingredient. The, the spirit of the eighties and nineties. It's a cake with no movie. eggs. It was just all like the icing in a in a mess. This is not why I like this. Absolutely not. Well, I, I'll say this. I think. I can sympathize with what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I can even empathize with what you're talking about because I've, I've experienced it. TMNT? My, uh, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe. My expectation mm -hmm. wasn't all that. Yeah, sure, fair. So when I went to see it, I was just like, popcorn, hand in the bucket, hand to mouth. Yeah. Hand in the bucket, hand to mouth. Just shoveling snacks Watching foolishness. Yeah, yeah. You know They're what I'm insane. Saying? The, the trailer insane. for Fast Nine, Fast F9. Nine. So excited. Han is back. It's, I teared up. It's and crazy. He's chips. Yeah, I'm very excited he's about a, Fast he's Nine. He's building ships. He was eating chips. Eating chips. Han's always eating from a bag of chips. He's always doing that in all of the movies. You know, Tokyo Drift comes between Fast Six and Seven. That's where it is in, okay. the, in the chronology. Okay. So re-watching all the movies, as I did last weekend. In chronological order. In chronological order. I put, is there any other order other than chronological? Well, you like, can watch it in, by release And I'm saying order. like, what is it? One, what's, the, what's the chronological order? It is uh, Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. And then the third film that you would watch is Fast and Furious, which was the fourth. Okay. And then Fast Five. Fast and Furious 6, and then Fast 7, and, or so on and so on and so on. But between 6 and 7 is Tokyo Drift. But that's not when they were released. Right. I'm going to so watch in chronological order. It is very jarring because they look very different, right? You've got Fast 5. And downshift. And then 6, and it keeps getting crazier and crazier. And it big time downshift and uh, just cuts to Japan. And we're like, whoa. Huh? It's pretty weird. Like how did MC Jin get involved? With <laughs> it's very weird. How Bow Wow get here? What's going on here? Yeah, it's very weird. Bow Weezy. Uh, but Han is Han is back. Fast Nine looks interested awesome. to know how. I don't want to know nothing else until this movie comes out. Yeah, <laughs> very sad. This is I, straight up. I, comic I said books. yes. I it's said comics. I wish I didn't watch that trailer. It, it does have a lot it of content. So much. But you did. But get I to forgot see them most of it on the they you know the hook. 
they hook the car and then swing across the entire vat. Oh, man, I'm so excited. <laughs> Very excited. And I love it. Love Very it. Excited. Episode 122. Woo! Internet, thank you for coming back to have a conversation with us and listening to us talk about geek stuff, geek news, movies, and all the things that we enjoy and enjoy enjoying. It's been a minute. Uh, we know that we've been away for a little while. You know, some sometimes life takes you there. Yeah. And uh, New year, new me. Would love to know if you listen to this episode and you are coming back to the episode, hopefully you are happy we're back. I'm happy we're back. You sure happy enough. we're back. Yeah. Uh, we would love to know in the time between when we were not recording and now when we're back, was there something that we didn't talk about that we have to address. That'll be good. There's something on my mind now that I'll save for later. Uh-huh. So it's not important, but we will need to talk about Morbius. We're going to have to That's talk true. about Morbius. That's true. There's a lot to sort out there. There's a lot. So Word on the street is there's yeah. this new Sony Marvel movie that they're making that we don't quite know how it connects, but it's Spider-Man related. Huh. It's Sony and Marvel working together. Hmm. Okay. But it's not... There's a lot. TBD. There's a lot going on. But I, I think it will be easier if you, the listener, have made it to this point and you say, you know what? I do need to hear the CBJ take on this. Right. That'll help. Here's the take. Oh, shots fired. I'm uh, ready for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we're at. At Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedris, at, at Jack Book. Park Candy Dope Man. <laughs> at Jack Park Candy Dope Man. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up on the various forms. Can you play that? Play us out? Can you put that on? I don't know. So we have like uh, like outro music. Is that a possibility? Maybe we can ratchet up the production value. Yeah. Screeze. <laughs> <laughs> this is nuts. Travis Bot. Travis Bot. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, we love you guys. Until next time, peace. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>